Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all time His praise shall continually His praise shall Continually his praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, His praise shall continually, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen, amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, our shield, our buckler, Father, we want to give you praise. We want to give you glory you alone are god and beside you there is none other thank you father for allowing us the privilege to see and to experience another day in the land of the living you could have taken your spirit back but you allowed our spirit and our soul to remain in our mortal bodies one more day. Father, we say thank you. We pause reverently to give your name the glory, to give your name the honor, to give your name the praise. Again, Father, anything that we have said, that we have done, purpose, plan, thought, imagined that was not pleasing in your sight. We ask, Father, for your 
forgiveness. We have not obtained perfection yet, Father, but we are striving in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask, Father, that you forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask, Father, that you forgive us of our debts and trespasses as we forgive those who have debts and trespass against us. These and all other blessings, Father, we ask, we count done in Jesus' mighty and precious name. We have prayed that God's people say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We do pray that you are blessed and this broadcast is locating you. And understand this, my brother, understand this, my sister. God wants you and I to be blessed. Now, sometimes he has to curse us and sometimes he has to do unpleasant things to us because of our disobedience, our sins, our rebellion. But God wants to bless us. And, 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 and the Lord is speaking in my spirit just like the Lord wants you and I to spend eternity with him in his eternal kingdom. Um, however, everyone is not going to spend eternity in the presence of God. There will be many that will have to be sent to the lake of fire and burning sulfur because many individuals don't want to listen to God, don't want to follow God, don't want to obey God. So God is left with no other alternative than to have to send them to the place of eternal punishment. But there will be many who will make it into his glorious kingdom to spend eternity into his presence. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that we will be a part of the fortunate group that makes it to spend eternity in the presence of God and of his angels. Make that your ambition, my brother and my sister. As human beings, many times we have all sorts of ambitions. We 
won't want to do that. We won't. But I encourage you, make it your ambition to uh, spend eternity in the presence of God. If you don't earn a million dollars or if you don't drive an expensive car or live in a mansion, my prayer is that your ambition, my ambition will be to spend eternity in the presence of our creator. That is the most important thing for you and for me. Bible asks a question, what profits a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? In other words, what good is it if you earn a million dollars or millions of dollars and still end up getting sent to hell forever? So let us make it our ambition to be in the presence of our creator. Children of God, if you would turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 62, verses 7 and 8. Psalms, chapter 62, verses 7 and 8. David writes to us, my salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my rock, my refuge. Verse 8, trusting in him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. We're going to work from a topic today. Depend on God. Depend on God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, Again, Father, we thank you for just being who you are and doing what you do. You have blessed us, Father, in so many ways, ways that we can see, ways that we cannot see. In spite of our sins, our lusts, our stubbornness, our hard-headedness, all these errors in us as your people as your children you still love us you still have a place prepared for us help us heavenly father to do what you want us to do to be who you want us to be that we may have what you want us to have once again father we ask that you forgive us our sins and our iniquities. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue to lead us, continue to guide us in your paths of righteousness for your namesake. Father, we offer up to you the fruit of our lips. We offer up to you these mortal bodies that you may use them as you see fit in spite of our imperfections. May your good, pleasing, and perfect will 
be done to us, through us, and for us. These and all other blessings we ask and we count done. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed, amen and amen. Depend on God. Um, I went back and um, was watching and looking over our broadcast from yesterday on various social media sites. We have about 10 or 15 uh, social media sites that this broadcast goes out on Facebook, Twitter, um, Blogger, YouTube, TalkShoe, so, so many, just to name a few. And uh, we were talking about believing in Christ and also our suffering for Christ. And I was shocked at one of our social media platforms because there was an extremely large number of downloads. I was kind of like, what? Is this what what is going on? You know, we have a normal audience of however many, but but um, this particular day, this particular message, the number of downloads was times ten, and I was just um, kind of wondering in my spirit. Uh, what was it about this particular message or this particular topic that caught so many of you all's eye out there? And I'm going to go back and uh, listen to it again myself and uh, just see, you know, because even though God is using me to speak his word, it's one thing for God to use you to do something or to use you to say something. But it is another thing when you go back and kind of be a spectator to what God has used you to say. So, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to that broadcast and hearing some of the gems that God God has shared with his people. Um, we thank God for each of you. We thank God for your support, uh, your prayers. Um, that message from yesterday, um, believing in him and also suffering for him, kind of takes us right into the message for today, depend on God. You know, we are living in perilous times, my brother and my sister. We are living in the last days. Jesus could return at any moment. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, 
is that we will be ready when Jesus comes, that we will be ready uh, to stand before our creator and have our eternity, our eternal destination by our creator. We know none of us are perfect. We understand that, you know, we all have different sins, different lusts, different weaknesses, different misgivings. We understand that, but let us strive to do all that we can to be prepared for that great and terrible day when we stand before our creator. Listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister. I don't know who you think you are, but we are created beings. We have been created by a much more powerful, much more wise, much more all-seeing, all-knowing God who is over angels and over living creatures and over living things. He's, he's in charge of everything. He is God. God is speaking in my spirit now. He says, Robert, I am God. And besides me, there is none other. What a the songwriter said, what a mighty God we serve. You and I, children of God, we serve a mighty God. Now, you know, you might look at me and say, oh, Apostle, you know, you have this fault. You have this flaw. You might look at it. Yeah, we do. But the God we serve has no flaws, has no weaknesses, has no shortcomings, has no lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. The God that we serve, and that is who we are here to preach. That is who we are here to teach. Paul said to the Corinthians, we do not preach ourselves. Paul said, yeah, you know, you ever preach myself, you, you can find all kinds of issues. Paul said, we preach Christ who has no issues, who has no weaknesses, who has no mistakes. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, you know, stay connected with this great creator, this great heavenly father who does not struggle with the things that you, you know, the Lord just flashed in my spirit the reason why he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. God came. You know, if you wonder who was Jesus, well, Jesus was God. God, the, the supreme creator, the supreme maker, the supreme, he got in a body just about like ours and came down, walked and talked and lived and breathed, just like just Jesus was God in the likeness of sinful man. Now, we are sinful man. I'm not in the likeness of sinful man. I am sinful man. But God came in the likeness of sinful man and called his name Jesus. God gave Jesus 
the Holy Spirit for one primary reason. To empower him for the works of the ministry. God says, Robert, in my spirit, I'm saying, yes, Lord, I give you all my Holy Spirit for two primary reasons. I give you all, saith the Lord, my Holy Spirit to empower you for works in the ministry. And God says, I also give you all my Holy Spirit to give you power over this thing called sin. Jesus didn't need the Holy Spirit to help him overcome sin because he had no sin. He was perfect. But we are imperfect. So we need the Holy Spirit to overcome this thing called sin. And we need the Holy Spirit to equip us for works in the ministry. Jesus just needed the Holy Spirit to equip him. He had work to do in the ministry. He needed to be equipped. God didn't have to give him the Holy Spirit to overcome any sin. Just like what is commonly, and the Lord is flashing this in my spirit now. We commonly talk about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We commonly call that the Lord's Prayer. But actually, that was not a prayer for the Lord. That was a prayer for us, the disciples. You know, Jesus' disciples had gone to Jesus on one occasion and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. Jesus said, this is how you need to pray. In other words, Jesus said, look, this is not what I say to the Father when I pray. This is what you all. You all who have been conceived in sin, you all who have been shaped in iniquity, you all who make mistakes every day in what you say and what you do and what you think. Jesus said this then is how you should pray. Jesus said, look, I can say with you certain things. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, I can can say that with you. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus said, "I, I I can say that. But Jesus said, after that, there are some things that you all need to say. That Jesus says, I don't have to say to the Father. After give us this day our daily bread. We say, forgive us our debts. We owe people or mistakes or sins or error. Jesus said, I don't have to say that to the Father because Jesus never had any debts. Jesus never had any trespasses. 
Jesus never had, I'm hearing him speaking my spirit now, Jesus never had any sin. That's why Jesus told his disciples, this then is how you should pray. You have to get those debts and those trespasses and those sins and those mistakes that you make. You need to get that forgiven on a daily basis. Jesus said, I'd never have to get those things forgiven because Jesus says, I don't have them. So understand my brother, understand my sister. There are some things in us that are much like our Lord and Savior as Christians. Then there are some things in us that are completely unlike our Lord and Savior. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? The things in us that are like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Holy Spirit. When we are led by the Holy Spirit, when we listen to the Holy Spirit, when we do what the Holy Spirit says do and go where the Holy Spirit says go and say what we are being like Jesus. But then there are some things inside of you, my brother, inside of me that are completely unlike our Lord and Savior. You say, Apostle, what is that? Out the flesh in us. See? the sinful nature in us. Jesus didn't have any of that. Jesus came in the likeness. In other words, he looked like a sinful man, like we are, you know, but he didn't say anything wrong. Jesus never did anything wrong. I'm hearing the Lord in my spirit. God said, Robert, Jesus never thought anything wrong. And God said, Robert, you do every day. You say something wrong, Robert. You don't always listen to my spirit. I'm like, yes, Lord, that's right. God says, you, you think things that are wrong, Robert. And I'm like, yeah, Lord. That's right. God said, Robert, you do things that are wrong. I'm like, yes, Lord, you, you're right. But Jesus never did. This is why my brother and my sister, we are striving and aiming and, and, and working to be like Jesus. Don't work to be like me. You know, don't work to be like your pastor. Don't work to be like your bishop. Work to be like Jesus. Now, you know, we may have some positive things in us when we obey the spirit, but we are human beings that don't always obey the spirit. When we obey the spirit of God, we do what is pleasing in God's sight. We are doing what is right. We are doing what is good, perfect, pleasing. But when we don't obey the spirit, God says, who do you think you are listening to? God says, if there are only two forces in all creation to listen to, the forces of light and the forces of darkness or God, and demonic spirits. What God says, when you are not listening to me, who do you think you are listening to? God says, when you are not speaking for me as an oracle of mine, God says, who do you think you are speaking for? God says, when you don't do what I tell you and you do something different, God said, who do you think you are obeying? When it's only at the end of the day, God 
and demonic spirits. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Let us strive to listen to God, to obey God, to follow God. David in Psalms 62, verse 7. David, and the Lord is just kind of bringing this in my spirit now, was a man that relied and depended very heavily upon God. I mean, he just, he, he was a man that had, you know, he wasn't perfect as we were just talking about. There were times in David's life where he listened to the devil and countered the fighting men, listened to the devil and had uh, sexual relations with Bathsheba, listened to the devil and had her husband killed. David, you know, made his share of mistakes, but he was a man for the most part, that relied very heavily and depended very heavily on God. And this is one of the reasons why God worked many miraculous deeds through David. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, rely on God. Allow God to use you. See, as long as God, as long as we allow ourselves to be used by God, God can do anything to us, through us and for us that he wants to. When we rely on God, when we yield ourselves to God, you know, I, I think about yielding to God and allowing him to speak to me and through me and for me to you. All. God says, I, I, can, I can do anything I want to do when you yield yourself to me. We want to yield ourselves to our creator. Let him let him use us. Just like our car. We when we jump in our car, we want our car to let us use it. Take us where we want to go, go to speed we want it to go. We turn the windshield wipers on. We want our car to submit. Well, God wants us to submit. And don't resist and don't rebel and don't fight against what he is trying to do to us and through us and for us. David, understand my salvation. David said, the only way that my eternal soul can be saved and my honor, it depends on God. Our righteousness depends on God. Our faithfulness depends on God. Our ability to, to walk to talk, to see, to think. Every, David said everything. It depends on God. That new job that you are happy about getting, that depended on God. That new car that you are driving, that depended upon God. That healing that is taking place in your from that sickness or that disease, that depended on God. David said, depend on God. You know, and God says, Robert, you can go on and share this with my people. You know, one of the things that I struggle with, children of God, and, and the Lord has to rebuke me and I have to, I need you all to pray with me on this. For years, I depended 
on God in regards to my health. Um, and I would not take uh, medicine, you know, instead of taking medicine for high blood pressure, I was trying very diligently to bring it down naturally. Make a long story short, uh, while exercising intensely about four years ago in an attempt to bring my blood pressure down, I ended up having a stroke and it has been a very challenging situation for me. And, um, you know, I have struggled with anger at times as to, you know, in essence, Lord, how could you allow this to happen to me? It's the very thing that I was um, basically devoting my life to keep from happening or to keep from a stroke or to keep from a heart attack. And, you know, for years, I didn't really understand. I still don't completely understand. But one thing the Lord shared with me uh, a little while ago that that helped bring some clarity to uh, my mind in regards to the situation. You know, the Lord began dealing with me, children of God, about how Daniel trusted in God and depended on God. He ended up getting thrown in a lion's den. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego depended or trusted in God. They ended up being thrown in a fiery furnace. Jesus trusted or depended on God and ended up being hung on a cross. And God began dealing with me. He said, Robert, and I'm having to paraphrase the little children of God because I'm not remembering exactly how he said it to me. But in essence, God let me to know that sometimes depending and trusting in him, uh, some not so pleasant things will happen to us. It was not pleasant for Daniel to be thrown in that lion's den like that. It was not pleasant for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be thrown into that fiery furnace like that. It was not pleasant for Jesus to be hung on the cross like that. But they were all trusting and depending on God. And sometimes bad things happen to us when we trust and depend on God. But what I'm hearing God speak, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for this one. What I'm hearing God speak in my spirit right now, God said, Robert, many are the afflictions of the righteous. See, see, when we're trying to do what's right and trying, diligent, God says, many are the afflictions. God says some bad things are going to happen to you. When you're righteous and you're trying to do right and you're trying to do you, you there's going to be some bad things happen to you. Many are the afflictions. God said, I didn't say few. I didn't say a few, Robert. I said many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God says, tell my children for me that I, saith the Lord, deliver them from them all. I want to encourage you, my brother, because, you know, there's some of you out there under the sound of my voice that have been like me. You've tried to do the right thing and uh, a very bad thing has happened to you, a very negative thing. You tried to do a very positive thing and a very negative thing happened to you. And you've wondered why. What is this? Have I made 
the wrong decision? Was I listening to the wrong voice? Just because bad things may happen to us, that does not mean that we listen to the wrong voice in what we were doing. Now, there are two types of bad things that happen to us as children of God. Keep this in mind. There are the bad things that happen to us because we've done something bad or we've done something wrong. But then there are the bad things that happen to us at times when we have done something right. See, many are the afflictions of the righteous. You don't normally think of afflictions being associated with righteous people, but God says, yes, it is. Yes, they do. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But one thing I want to encourage us, you all and me, that when we are afflicted because of our righteousness, God has promised to deliver us from them all. God didn't say the bad things won't happen to us when we're righteous. God didn't say the afflictions wouldn't happen to us. That He didn't say that. He said what he will do is he will deliver us from those afflictions in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, uh, have not been depending on God. Start. Start depending on God. If you have been depending on God, continue. That in essence is what God is saying to us in regards to salvation. The essence of our ministry, the Christian Center Church worldwide, we basically have a very simple mission. For the unsaved to get saved and for the saved to grow. People that don't know Christ get to know him. People that do know Christ get to know him better. Depend on God, my brother or my sister. We were made by God. We were formed by God. We were fashioned by God. We are healed by God. We are delivered by God. God said, Robert, you all are protected by God. L listen, listen to me, my brother and my sister. We are sitting on the middle of a planet that's sitting, just sitting in the middle of space. You know, with asteroids and all kinds of comets, all kinds of things flying all through space hunks and chunks of rock, asteroids and different things that any one of them could hit the earth and end life, all life on this planet. God, you wonder how are we being protected just sitting out here in the middle of space? God, our heavenly father. The Bible talks about how God protects us from dangers seen there are some things we are looking right at that God is protecting us for, from. There are some things that are unseen. He protects us from dangers seen and unseen. What a mighty God. 
we serve. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. Get to know him as well as you possibly can. You know, some people in life strive very hard to get to know famous people. You know, want to get to know uh, movie stars or athletes. Or, I want to encourage you get to know God. God can do for you and for me what no movie star can do. God can do for you and me what no what no athlete, professional athlete, no businessman, tycoon. Listen, with God on our side, I'd rather have God on my side than a popular athlete or a popular politician than the president. I'd rather have God on my side than the president on my side. Bible doesn't say if the president be for you, who can be against you? But the Bible says if God be for us, who, who can be against us? Encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, strive to get God on your side. I was sharing with one saint early, very early this morning, they were concerned about some satanic agenda and satanic plans of very evil and wicked men and women to reduce the population of their that in itself ought to let you know of the evil and wicked men that are in power in this generation that we live in god told adam be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. God wants a lot of people on earth. Evil and wicked men are trying to reduce population. Evil and wicked men are saying it's too many people on the earth. We need to reduce the earth by about, uh, you know, uh, X amount of billions of people. That's wicked and evil men. God is saying one thing, be fruitful, multiply. Replenish the earth. Evil and wicked men are saying uh, reduce the world population. Now, what I shared with this saint early today, because they were concerned about uh, hearing about some of the evil and wicked plans of evil and wicked men. I said, look, thousands of years ago, the Egyptians, who were one of the most powerful nations on the earth, they had plans for God's people that were just the opposite of the plans that God had for his people. They had the military, the technology, they even were involved in witchcraft and sorcery and different things. But none of that mattered when they came against God's chosen people. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, be one of God's chosen people. When you and I are God's chosen people, it doesn't matter what kind of little plans evil and wicked men and evil and wicked organizations trying to do behind closed doors. God will always find a way to take care of his people. Egyptians came out of Egypt on chariots after they had let the Israelites go to bring them back had uh, they found the Israelites there 
facing the Red Sea. And the Egyptians were behind them. The Egyptians said, we're going to get these people. God opened up the Red Sea. I don't know what God will have to open up for us in these last and evil days. Evil and wicked men are pursuing us. Evil and wicked men have all kinds of plans to kill us and to do different things. But God opened up the Red Sea for his people. Let them walk through on dry ground, dry land. And when the Egyptians, with those evil intentions, with those evil hearts, with those evil plans, with those satanic agendas, tried to do the same thing, God closed the water over the top and killed them all. I want to encourage you. I don't know who God has sent me here to encourage. Don't worry about evil and wicked men, for they shall soon be cut off. These evil and wicked men that want to reduce and kill billions and billions of people on God's earth. You want to kill billions and billions of God's people. God says you want to kill my people. Watch and see what God does to you. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. You better get with the program of God. Don't find yourself at the end trying to fight against the program of God. And my spirit goes to one Egyptian soldier. When God started closing the water and, 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 and God made it easy for the Israelites to walk through the Red Sea, but he made it difficult for the Egyptians and their chariot wheels were getting stuck. One Egyptian officer near the close of his life, looking at the situation, it was easy for the Israelites to walk through and how his chariot was getting stuck and horses couldn't run and all kinds of things. He said, look, God is fighting for the Israelites. I want to find that, Saints. We might have to close because we're still talking about depending on God. But let me let me bring that. God is fighting. The Israelites. if you would turn with me to the book of Exodus 14 All right, Exodus chapter. We're going to go to 
Let's go on down to verse Going down to verse uh, 26, um, go back to verse 23. Now, the Egyptians were pursuing them or pursuing God's people. Now, what we have here is an evil group of people. The Egyptians were pursuing God's people, you know, that that's the bottom line. Well, the same thing is going on today. You have an evil group of people that are trying to um, kill off and pursue God's people today. It says in, in verse 23, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. Now, what you had here is you had an evil group of people trying to do what God's people were able to do. And God wanted to show them that that has never worked, that does not work. And God said, Robert, that will never work. When you have evil men and women trying to do what God graciously allows his people to do, it's just not going to work. These chariots and horsemen, they followed them into the sea during the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. Now, you want to get yourself thrown into confusion? You keep trying to pursue and keep trying to cause problems for God's people. Look at what verse 25. He, he God, jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, now this is what I want to encourage to you out there that's, that's part of this evil agenda, trying to, to, to do harm to God's people and, and do harm to the things of God. Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Now, it, now, understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. It took these Egyptians all of this to come to this revelation. You say, Apostle, what are you saying? The Egyptians just finished experiencing 10 plagues on the nation of Israel trying to fight against and keep God's people in slavery after God said, let them go. For the saints just joining us, we're in, uh, we have turned to Exodus chapter 14, and we are looking at verse uh, 25. The Egyptians have just experienced 10 plagues, plague of hail, plague of, uh, of, of uh, uh, frogs, plague of gnats, plague of flies, all kinds of things have happened. They still don't get it. They still trying to push forward with their evil satanic agenda. Then on top of all of that, God killed 
the firstborn of their sons and daughters. Well, that kind of woke Pharaoh up and he said to the Israelites, get out and leave. So the Israelites leave. And then Pharaoh looks, said, oh, man, I, this labor force that we had, this this cheap slave labor force is gone. Let's He listened to the adversary again. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. So they come and try to get God's people back in a situation that God was not happy with. And he pursues. The Egyptians pursue. We're going to get these people back. Now, when God, when, when they were with us, God was killing us and doing all kinds of things to us. And we're not going to have any better sense than to go and try and, and get them back. And when they did, and when they followed the Israelites into the Red Sea, God jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty in driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. In other words, it wasn't a plague of flies, a plague of gnats, plague of hail, plague of locusts. It wasn't that, that that woke them up. It was when their wheels stopped running right on their chariots. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? God got all kinds of things that'll wake us up. Now, he, he, they should have been woke up a long time ago, but they weren't. It was when God jammed the wheels of their chariots. All of a sudden, now their chariots won't ride straight and won't ride right and won't. That's when they got it. And they said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Now, let me explain something to you, my brother and my sister, in case you don't know. God is fighting for his people, for his children. And he is fighting against wicked men and satanic children. God is fighting for his people. Now, if you don't want to look up at the end of the day and find that you have been fighting against God and fighting against his people like these Egypts, like these Egyptians, you better come off of the losing team and join the winning team. God is the what? Winning team. Always remember that in life. God is the winning team. Well, look at verse 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians, their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back, covered their chariots and horsemen the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. So I want to encourage you. I don't know who's watching this broadcast and who's listening. You know, God has already let me know, you know, some of you all. You better get with the, the, the winning team. 
before God have to do something miraculous. See, see, thank you, Holy Spirit. God is, is dealing with me on this. God can either do something very miraculous in your favor or in our favor, or God can do something very miraculous against us. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? And we're about to close, children of God. God miraculously opened up the Red Sea for his people, his children, the Israelites, to pass through. God miraculously did that. And God is saying to me, speaking to my spirit, he said, Robert, I miraculously closed the Red Sea on the Egyptians and their chariots and army. So God did, God did a miraculous thing for his people and did a miraculous thing against those that are not his people. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we be on God's side so God can do miraculous things, what? For us and not have to do miraculous things against us. We bless God. We bless God. So, depend on God. That was our topic on today from Psalms chapter 62, verse 7. Depend on God. The Israelites. They depended on God, and God delivered. God allowed them to experience some situations that looked intense, that looked dangerous, that didn't look good, but God delivered his people then. And I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, God will deliver his people. What? Now. God delivers his people now and God delivers his people then and God will deliver his people when. Well, children of God, we, we do thank God. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to yesterday's message about believing in him as children of God, but also realizing that we must suffer for him. Some people think we're just going to believe in God and just start skating. And, and uh, we believe in God and we also must suffer. Believe in Christ. We also must suffer for Christ. So that is it. May God bless you, children of God. Heaven continue. Smile on each of you. Send your contributions and your donations to the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Our announcer will uh, instruct you regarding that. Saints, you can reach us through email at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg.wixsite.com forward slash TCCCWW. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes daily. On Facebook, join us on Robert Bryant. On YouTube, join us on the Christian Center Church channel. 
We can even be reached by phone at plus 252-525-4777. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on TalkShoe, Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.